What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? May 19th, episode 19. Brother from the same mother. Man, can you is. tell me another 19, bro? Oh, yeah, I can tell you another 19. Uh, my godson, born on the 19th. Who else was born on the 19th? Who was born on the 19th? Was well, not you, right? Your your nephew was born on the 19th. Right, my godson. What about boy. your niece? My niece, that's right. She was born on the 19th. 19th. The 19th. Two that's two of them. That's 38, right? Which is three years younger than me. Which is seven years before you get to that age. But 19, Dallas Cowboys, two wide receivers, Miles Austin, oh, and Amari Cooper. Hey, he was a beast, though. Let's take the shout out over again, man. Because that you just but, destroyed that inch with Miles Austin. But 19, man. You know who Miles Austin is? But but speaking speaking of numbers, man. Yeah, what about numbers? Let's go into that. That's episode. interesting, man. The number 19, how our 19th episode falls on the 19th day. The okay. last time the last time that happened, I was looking at the calendar. Never, because the first time we 18, started this podcast. 18, 17, 16, 15, 14th episode fell on the 14th day of okay. April. Right. And now the 19th episode falls in May and this is going to be the last time where our number of podcast episodes matches the days on a calendar oh okay ain't that crazy you're positive yeah think no. about it yeah the 19th there's no the, way we have all the way up to 31 yeah nah man you I could. checked, bro. You, oh, so you ran through all the different Yeah, because I the, checked the, the days we typically do our podcast oh, okay. and just happens to fall. Uh, now you don't sound so sure, though. No, I'm... You're 100% certain. I'm, I'm 100% certain. Okay, so if you're 100% certain, I'll take that bet, man. I'll, let's bet 10 bucks. 10 bucks? No, let's bet 19 bucks to commemorate the date. How about how about uh, 10 doggy coin? I'll buy you doggy coin if... No, let, fine. Let's do 19. 19 yeah. doggy coin. Okay. 19 doggy coin, but we have to wait till after the 31st episode. Absolutely. To see if nothing from the 20th to the first landed on that specific day. Oh, good point. That's what okay. I said. Nah, but wrong? I don't think so. Nah, I, right. I got it's this already in happened the back. twice. I got this in the back. <laughs> All right, cool. So 19, I'll give you 19 doggy coin or vice versa if yours right. Exactly. I like but that. But stick to that numbers, man. What's up with numbers? Other than that, what, what, how So, like, num- numbers in general. So, like, I remember, like, I'd always say... I'd always say, oh, 909, because that's our area code. Yeah. Right? And then I would always see a 909 on the clock. Okay. And then it was funny because when I started, first started dating Mercy, I'd always tell her this. And then when she like moved in with me, she would actually see this. And she was like, what? That is so weird that you do happen to see numbers. And especially mm-hmm. numbers that are repeated. So double. Okay. So think about nine and then nine. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes I will wake up and it'll be four forty four, or five oh five. I look oh, at the okay. clock randomly and it's six oh six. Yeah, a lot of people talk about that, right? Like I've heard different friends of mine mention stuff like that. They wake up at a certain time, they see the same number and all that stuff. I never given that too much thought. What do you but feel? It sounds about like that? you have. Yeah, definitely. So, so pretty much like what it means in a spiritual sense. Okay. It's just the universe uh, using these numbers as a sign to show you like a deeper meaning of like a new awakening. Okay. So then how do you feel about it then, man? How do you, th- you think all like these numbers are attached to meaning and mean or means that we give it or? It could be. Yeah, it could be how you probably perceive it. Yeah, it could be um, what you think about it. But 
I don't know. I kind of feel it. Like I feel like the more, the, like the more I, I commit towards my goals and towards progress, the mm-hmm. the more heightened I, no more vibrations I feel with the numbers. Okay. Like like, I would see like one oh one, then two two, then three oh three, then four oh four, like on a clock repeatedly. Okay. Like it would just happened. Okay. So well, would what you, do you think that represents then? So when you see that. And you see like some pattern, right? Like so, you're seeing pattern in numbers, right? But when when you see that, so what does that mean to you? Then when you when you notice that, is it just like, feel, oh, another number? Or, or I, I feel mean? that is just the universe telling me like you're on the right path. Okay. Like that's what I feel about it. Okay. Like it's just giving me my shout out. Like hey, you're doing good. Keep going. You're on the right path. All right. That's the that's the sense I get from it. Okay. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, you think would you say that's more of like a confirmation or or like I a have, co- coincidence? I have n- no thoughts on it really because I've never really never thought about it. You're the one that's brought it up a few times in the past and such. The uh, I don't try to add meaning to something without you know either doing research on it first or. You know, anything like that, right? So even with something like this with numbers, I just think, well, if it is, cool. And if it isn't, it isn't, but I'm not going to research it. You know, because I don't think there's something where like, oh, something's, if something is given, there, there's something out there that's giving me a sign to do something. I don't think I'm going to find it by, oh, I see numbers, you know, if you know, whoever believes in that, cool. Whatever meaning you want to attach to it. But other than that, like, I never really thought about it too much. So, I wouldn't that's say... That's how I feel about it. Well, okay, definitely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really underline the fact that, oh, the numbers are the are um, telling me, like, hey, you can't do this because the numbers aren't appearing. This ain't the right spot. Okay. But what I'm saying is just, like, a confirmation of it telling you, like, hey, good job. Like, we see you. Right. Like, just, like, as a... Not as something that's uplifting in a sense. What I mean by it. Okay. So almost like a like a like a goalpost telling you going the right way. Yeah. Whatever. Like it's it's like that in the way. Okay. And you've read materials on this stuff, or seen I've read, or, I've read, seen I've read, I've read, I've read things like on it. Yeah, definitely. And like okay. each number like represents something in a sense, and it and sometimes like. A specific series that I've read that I've seen okay correlates with like what I'm aiming towards okay yeah so like with me like like, like I said I've never given it much thought so I I'm, I really don't know much about it I think it's interesting you know but it's funny when you're talking about this stuff the only thing I could think about is the movie number 23 with Jim Carrey. Uh-huh, nice. And why is that popping in my head? I have no idea. Because that's making it like it's it's like a bad thing, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't True. It, isn't he like seeing yeah. like numbers everywhere? But isn't he like skits? Well, that's like your know. perception of it, huh? With the preview, right? Yeah, that's what it's good. That's, I think what that's it a long like. time ago. I just remember it wasn't very good. Well, spoiler alert, I think he, just, he like murders somebody. And okay. he like just, throughout the film, I think he just discovers it. And he just he kind of goes nuts or something like that. Yes, yeah, right? but it's funny because you're talking about numbers and I can't even shake them away off my head and even know it all that much. Yeah, Maybe because like it's called two, number twenty three. And then like also think about it like Jordan's number twenty three. Yeah, what it symbolizes. And then LeBron like I'm number twenty three now. Right. You know, yeah, but know. that's that's because 
Jordan wore number 23 and he was the greatest of all time. So then people yeah. started wearing that number because it got influenced, right? Yeah. That's how that becomes. That's Speaking true. of all the numbers, like football, is that starting um, this year where people are able to alter their numbers now considering like you're not, it's oh. not by position? Have you heard about that? Nah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but because in the past, if you were a certain position, oh, like right. a quarterback, you could only wear numbers from this to this. Yeah, that was wild. And now they threw it out the window. But I was talking to our boy and he told me a fact about this and I was like damn it and I told him man goes to show that that's why the the businesses of the NFL and all that always win because because they're just smart and they find a way to trick you because it's big so they say this you can change your number right right like say you say whatever give me a number of a player uh lamb 88 okay him right so He's already kind of getting popular, right? Yeah. But he's only been in the league a few years, right? He, he just won. Right okay, so that's a bad example. Let's just say someone, Cooper, a running back. Yeah. No, just a random running back who's been in the league for a while, right? Yeah. So say he's like, dude, now I want to go to number two, right? And no one has number two. Well, he's got to buy all the inventory that has his current number because the NFL and the team's already paid for that. So you got to buy all that inventory first because now they can't sell it because they're saying they could sell it i'm sure but they're saying no one's gonna want to wear your old number now now that you're this that's what i'm saying right that's part of the contract if you want to do it that's so messed up right they always find a way to fuck you right because they're like hey man and i get it's a business standpoint standpoint it's correct it is not it is not um something illegal right but yeah. does that make it right? You Just know that's kind of that's kind of messed up, right? Retire. That's you're like, okay, you know what? I can't change my number. Come back in a month. You know, because no one's gonna. You straight. know, so that's wild. Dude, that right? is wild. That's, that's why it's big up. business, man. They always think about stuff. So like anyone that, that's like a top player, because I heard Christian McCaffrey wants to go back to number five. He's thinking about gonna have to buy all that inventory, and that'll be expensive. Yeah, because he sells someone that's a, that's a kicker, right? Yeah. You're a kicker and kill fuck. Don't give me two chances. Ain't nobody got it. They're like, nah, you switch jersey. <laughs> you switch shit. <laughs> we don't give a fuck hey. what you do. You're not switching shit. Uh, but yeah, like McCaffrey, you want to see his number? He's a very popular motherfucker. He's got to buy all that shit. That's, that's All that I'm inventory, man. That's lame, dude. <laughs> what I think should happen is like, I get I that, but you get your shit. new number, and then now whatever that new number sells should offset that. But they won't do that because they're already losing money and they got to print that shit. But, man, there's numbers, man. There's That's numbers twisted for you. That's sad. Hey, man, so the other day, man, like uh, the other day, was it the other day? It was actually yesterday. So it was yesterday. I was, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and we were chatting it up. And we we're talking about, like, not past relationships necessarily, but just shit you did when you were younger and it brought up, like, you know, past people you were with, etc. right? So then it made me think about this one girl that I had hooked up with when I was 14 years old, right? And when I was 14, and then hooked up, I don't mean sex, but, you know, just hooked up with her, right? So, and I remember there was this girl that I had a crush on since I was in seventh grade. So I had a crush on her in seventh grade, I had a crush on her in eighth grade. And finally, somehow it happened as a freshman towards the end of the year, right? And the reason why I bring this up is because we were talking about tastes, right? Not too long ago in this idea of sophisticated, like who has sophisticated taste? Some people have more refined palate to use it metaphorically, 
right? Because you've met people, you're like, damn, them fuck has good taste, whether it's female or female, whether it's on clothes, music, mm-hmm. art, anything, furniture, whatever. Mm-hmm. At that time, when you're 14, you don't think like, man, people have great taste. But even at that time, I was like, man, this girl has so much good taste and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I know is what made me think about that is was we gave each other a mixtape, right? I remember we were, it was studying for the finals. I remember in high school in the finals, they mm-hmm. would break up your periods. Like so that, one yeah. day you had one, three, and six. Oh, that's and you had right. Finals. That's right. Yeah, and the yeah, other yeah. day you had like two, four. Two, and, four, six. Yeah. Exactly. So she, and she was like a very good student, and I wasn't studying anything like a dumbass. But she was studying, <laughs> and she's like, hey, uh, I can't really talk on the phone because I got to study, but how about you make me a mixtape, and I'll make you a mixtape. That is hard. And at that time, I was like, man, it was like 1994, right? And I was like, man, I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And at that time, I was just into, which is still into this stuff, but I was just into like oldies, Elvis, rockabilly music, shit like that. But it was mostly like throwback. And stuff. this was tape, right? Exactly. And how you this had This is all ballads, right? Yeah. And I already had a bunch of tapes, right, at that time. So then I'm all making it, trying to make it look cool. I put all these songs in there. So I probably fit a bunch of motherfucking songs in this tape wow. because... We're talking about they're like two, three minute blasts. It's like a right? 90 minute tape, right? But also it's like, a, I don't know, I think it's like 60 minutes, but it's like two, three minute blasts, right? Okay. So I put all these songs together. You know, they're very kind of like, eh, because they're like, but they mean something to me. But of course, you know, like it's rock and roll stuff. Elvis love me and stuff like that, right? So anyway, so I show up at school. I give her the tape and then she gives me the her tape, right? But before I get into that in the past, Fast forward to what happened yesterday, right? So we were talking about this, me and my friend. And then I was like, man, let me see if I remember. Because we were talking about that too. Remember you and I, like, the shit that influenced us when AJ was here, right? We were talking about, mm-hmm. man, the impact someone has on you. Why is it that we remember this stuff? I started writing down the songs that were in that mixtape from memory yesterday. Wow. Okay? So I held on to that post because I threw it away after I did it. Because I was like, I wasn't sure. I knew there was a song missing. And I still wasn't sure, but I threw it away. And then I stopped, and I was like, nah, let me dig that up. So I digged it up. I put the post-it away in my wallet. And now I'm thinking, you know what? See, they're not the ones to do this. Let me dig that for that tape. And let me match up the song, see what's up. Yeah, definitely. So what did I do before you got here? Found the tape. Dude, you found it? And in real time, I'm going to match the songs, see if I was right. What? That's hard. Right? So here we go, man. The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. It's there. Wow. Wind of change. There. Faithfully. I missed it. Damn. Ordinary boys. I missed it. Somebody to shove. I got. Patience. I missed it. Pride. I got. What it takes. I got. Little wing. All of my love. Into the great wide open. I got all those. Thank you. I didn't get. And I can't seem to read the last one. Cats in the cradle. I forgot that. that one too. So oh, what would you say, 85%? Dude, that is impressive. All this those... was 1994, you are 16? Yeah, but it's not that I hadn't heard it since then. You know, I heard it throughout my life, the tape. But I haven't heard that tape in, dude, like 10 years or maybe longer. Wow. Right? So I only missed three songs that I didn't put in and this list. And this was her penmanship. Yeah. And it's in pencil, so it's like fading out. But the thing is this, man, the fact that... That is beautiful. All those songs in there, man, if you don't know them, they still fucking hold up and they're fucking incredible and they're not campy in any way. And she had that taste, man, at 14 years old. 
That's dope, man. You know what I'm about? Pink Floyd, Morrissey, Soul Asylum, Jimi Hendrix, U2. And they're not like the famous songs. Guns N' Roses, Patience. That was a famous song. What It Takes, Aerosmith. Wow. And I was thinking about that. I was looking back. It's like, man, no wonder I was so into it, right? And the uh, it was kind of like a like little movie thing where like when I was walking her home after we hung out all day after finals, her mom pulls up. Like as as like we're halfway to her house. I was a one year go on my hand. Yeah. So it was when I was like, get the fuck in the car. <laughs> so it was one of those, right? So she was in trouble, but she used to play water polo. So I would I would leave during the summer and go see her for a little bit. I think it was like a two week thing, right? It wasn't very long. Yeah. Week two weeks. A little flank, right? Flank. And then she was playing soccer for the school too, and because she was always she grounded, was busy. And so because she was always she was grounded because of us or whatever. Uh, she would never call me, right? So I would call her and like, they'd be like, you can't talk to her, blah, blah. So one day I was hanging out with my boys at the house, right? And they're, they're you know, Rockabellies too. And then we were chilling there and we're like, hey, you want to go see that soccer game? It's just right there at the school. I was like, cool. And then she actually called me that day. She's like, hey, you going to come to my game? And I was cool, man. So I was feeling all high wow. and good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know when I got there and watched her game. Then I walked she tore over to her. She walked, no, she she walked me to the side and broke up with me. So that's the reason why she called me because she wanted to break up with did me. You, did you? In my head, I thought, oh man, she wants me. She wants to see me, she's boy. Got dignity, man. Right. Did you pull the red card out of your pocket? No, I took off me? the necklace she had lent me, and she oh. gave me the the scapulary that I had lent her. So we switched back, and I was Scalp like, and I always take breakups good. I was just smiling, I'm like, cool. We'll talk to you later. And then I laughed and my friends were like, hey, damn, man, you guys hook up because you're all smiling. I was like, nah, she broke up with me. <laughs> damn. But it's just funny, man. The, you know, anyways, that was the whole point of that, dude. <laughs> that, yeah, that escalated to nothing, bro. That was great, man. Event. That was like, amazing that you still have it. In you. I would have broke that. So you guys were mixed, mixed CDs, that. right? Yeah. So was there, do you remember the first time you did one for a girl or vice versa or anything like that? Or did you ever? Yeah, I remember one time Okay, I did one in sixth grade. Oh, tell me about it, man. No, was it sixth grade? Yeah, I did it in sixth grade, and it was, yeah, it was just for a girl that I had a crush on. Okay. And I remember she liked, uh, like, Britney's, like, all the pop music, but okay. it was Christina. Who was, who was Ag- at the time? Aguilera, Spears? Yeah, it was Britney Spears, Simpson. Christina Aguilera. Ashley Simpson. Oh, Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, 98 Degrees. Okay, yeah. In sync back there. All that, that pop stuff. All that pop stuff. And I remember I, I got a mixtape. I downloaded everything from Napster. She so did a mix CD, though. I did a mix CD. So you downloaded everything in that PC Chris had bought, and our brother. And that Matt. That and Matt you went to Napstar. 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 And, then, and then he had a label maker, too. Yes, yeah, right. That's right. And I remember I put a label on it. I don't know. I think I put a Backstreet Boys picture, bro. I don't know. I think it was a Backstreet Boys okay. picture that I put on the label. Because I'm sure she loved them, too. Yeah. And then it was in a case. So, yeah, I remember doing that once, yeah. So, you, you knew the kind of music she liked, and you guys were just cool with each other? You we're just friends? cool with each other. We're just friends. But you liked her. But I liked her, but that was my way of expressing it. And then you thought, you know what, let me just I'm all, let's see if they take the bait. You got hyped, and you probably knew, like... Chris and I had done stuff like that, and you're like, "Oh, let me let me yeah. figure that out. Let me do that, right?" Yeah. Sixth grade, because in sixth grade you were how old, man? 
I was 11, 11 and a half, 12. Okay, so yeah, so you probably watched one of us do it, and then you got the idea, or whatever the case, you got inspired, you put it together, and what happened after that, man? Yeah, you're, I was four when I saw you do the, the tape one, man, I remember. <laughs> man, you got good memory. Nothing happened, bro. What do you, so what, do you remember you took it to, were you nervous? Were you, yeah, of course I was nervous. Well, then she just that said, information, you. man. You walked in there, and you're like, hey, yeah, bro, that, get a high. I was just like, here you go, I made you a mixtape. You're like, oh, thank with you. With the label and everything. That shit was pristine, one. man. She didn't even know. That shit was pristine, dude. Yeah. No one at the label. People it. would just fucking do Sharpies and yeah, shit. Yeah, bro. No one, you put the label with the color in But even better, it. before that, I remember doing my mixtapes. Yeah. Like the Good Grief. I'll, good I'll Grief. Good, I would call it Good Grief. LP. Yeah, you see, that was your mix. That was and your... I'll put Charlie Brown on it. All the time, man. That's right. Yeah, man. I remember that. Just making a bunch of mixtapes like that. And now we got the Apple playlist. And so nothing came of it? She didn't say anything after? Nah, bro. She was just like, thanks. That's it, dog. That's it. I was just a giver, man. Oh, okay. That's cool. It, didn't, it was like, it didn't, I didn't get no, you were also no in, summer, summertime. You were also in sixth grade, though. Summertime you know? fling. Like you, you were also bro. in sixth grade, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man, that's some good shit, man. Shit that sticks with you, man. It's just yeah. the bookmarks it puts in our, in our brain. Mm-hmm. In the, so I thought that would be kind of cool, man. I'll compare... Dude, so that's sick that you remembered, bro. That that's the type of feeling, and it took you back. Yeah, man. And like that, and that's crazy. And that kind of makes me think about the the book that I'm I'm listening to. Oh, what is it? Because it's called uh, "The Power of Now" by uh, Eckhart Tolle. Bro, okay. it's amazing. It's an audiobook I'm listening to. I'm about it's about seven and a half hours long, man. I got two hours left, so I'm almost done with it. But anyways. He talks about just now, just living, living in the moment now. And then throughout the throughout the audiobook, there's people asking questions. It's like, then how do you think about the past? Like, doesn't the past make us? Or what about the future? Don't you got to plan the future? And he says, he's like, the past only lives in your presence. He's like, you're thinking about the past now. You're thinking about the future now. So that your story took me. Uh, made me think about that because it took you back to yesterday when you had that conversation and today it took you back to 1994 the past like you embodied it you felt it right you know you you knew the songs you knew like 85% of that how does he describe the now I like the way you said it right now because a good example but is there because I imagine on a seven hour red book there's a lot of information or ideas that he... What are some of the things that stick out to you the way he, he talks about living in the now? He talks about like how we always think, right? We're always thinking, 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 thinking. And yeah. 85% of our thoughts are just repetitive. I remember growing up hearing, dudes think about sex or dudes think about girls every three seconds. Right. Would you say that was factual? I don't know, man. Who fucking... But yeah, whatever. But that just I mean, I gives saying, you a point. No. Yeah. That gives you a point, though. Like, our thoughts are very repetitive. Right. Instead of just living in the present moment. Yeah. So that's what he talks about. Just living in the now. And he, like, pushes that on you. Like, live now. Live now. And when you... Because we've discussed stuff like this about being the being present, right? It's mm-hmm. about being present. So, when you read something or hear something regarding that or anything in general 
that strikes a chord inside you, whatever that may be, how do you immediately feel when that happens? I feel a jolt, man. Okay. I feel like a vibration shocked me. Right. And and I'm on it. Like I'm I'm woke. I'm awake. I'm enlightened. Yeah. And I see I see more truth. Like the veil is taken off of my face. Yeah, the way I feel about it too when I see when I do something like that, it just lights my brain on fire, man. It's like a combination of kind of being nurtured. I feel like nurtured, like, man, that that makes sense of why I felt that way or connects you to something. You feel like nurtured, that everything's all right, that's all part of it, and at the same time, hopeful about things in the future, right? Because it's like, it's an awakening, right? Like something mm-hmm. goes off in your brain, like the light finally turns on, like, oh, man. The, and know. it's just that discovery, right? That they going into the discovery or something, you stumbled onto something or someone led you the way led you the way to somewhere man and that's that's good man discovering discovering just that presence that right. present moment living right. in the moment itself like he says something that really stuck with me what do you say where he says the only thing real about your journey is actually the step you take that's the only and thing what, real what about that? it what does that mean to you now like what are you doing now that's the realest shit because yeah. everything outside I'll turn, I'll turn um, external shit. Yeah. Outer journey has a million steps. There's a million things. There's a million things to do. Million advertisements. Million distractions. But your inner journey just has one, and it's just you. Right. You yourself. Yeah. You're not. You're not attached to. To things, right? Like I need to cop these shoes because, or I need to purchase these shoes because it's gonna make me feel better about myself. But that is just not the right way. And it kind of correlates that way with me. Like, it makes me feel, like, free of, of not needing to to have that. Yeah, so you sense. feel freedom, right? Like, you're shedding something, right? Like, you're dropping some weight off that you just added to yourself that was weighing you down for no reason, right? That ego for no reason and, of having that. And yeah. when you're thinking about, when you bring this up, it makes me think about something... My, my good buddies told me a long time ago. And it's crazy because it connects to like taste and sophistication and intelligence because I was like, man, we're the same age and this guy was already thinking like this. And I was like, yeah, he's a smart motherfucker, right? So like my buddy Luke, right? I remember he said the way he would view his own life is that, is that I was born into this world with nothing attached to me. Right, I'm not attached to anything. And the people that are in my life, I choose to add them to my life, right? Like obviously it's not the parents, but like my friends, jobs, things. So that goes away, I'm back to where I was. So Mm -hmm. I didn't lose anything, like yeah, it goes away, but that's just things that I decided to add to my life. They're things that don't define him. Right, they're just, he's like, I'm still who I am. Mm -hmm. I was like, man. And, and to this day, I remember shit. that, but I haven't thought about that in I don't know how long until you brought that up and, and it triggered that. And idea. that that and that goes in the sense of like this uncom- accomplishment that I had at work doesn't define me as a person. But the irony, be- the irony behind this though is that uh, his girl left him and he killed himself. Ah, yeah, nah, right. just kidding. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah. nah he's good. He's good. He's got children. But I'm sorry, Luke. you were saying no. But that's what it it talks about too, because that's just you feeding. The ego part, that illusion 
which isn't you. That's not your internal. It's like self. you're talking about like, like an accumulation self. of things, right? Yeah, and, and it's like never going to stop. To it's all never going to stop. It's right. just something that gets out of control. So we always we have, to, and that's what it comes down to, like having time to yourself. You got to make time for yourself, right? Yeah, like we, we we've mentioned that in the past, right? What, whether or not, but what are you doing with that time? Yeah, you know, all of us have time. Some of us always have less time than others, and some are in positions where we can't do things like this because you know, born in third world countries and all that stuff. But we're talking about if you're living in this country and you have time, what are you doing with that time? What are you making time where you're going to sit there and reflect to get a, how to get better to mm-hmm. put that present? You were going out there, you find this book, you play, it, and you're learning from it. You could. At that time, you could be like, oh, I play some video games and shit. Yeah. But you're not, right? It's about feeding yourself, feeding yeah. your soul, involving. He talks about, there's one more thing I don't want to touch on. Evolving, I mean. Um, and thank you for that. Uh, he says just being more than thinking. So just being within your internal self, filling your body and just reacting that way. And I practiced it on the drive over here. And I just... I've always wanted to go through like the shortcuts to get to your spot. Nice. And I always miss the street. I always forget which one it is. I always end up going all the way down, what is it, Riverside and then cutting through. Okay. The light way. Right. This, this time I was like, shoulders down, breathing, relaxed. Right. I took my time and I just flowed. I was like, left on Tyler. The other third, right. Right. I was like, straight shot, smooth. And I was like, wow. It felt good, right? It felt good and, and it wasn't controlled. We it, we are what we think. We are what we put our time and thoughts into, man. Yeah, man. And, and that goes into what, he, what I want to talk about where if you ever notice if someone's very present with, your, with themselves, with their body, yeah. you can't really shock them. You can't really no. jolt them or that. Just relaxed. Exactly. Someone that's thinking so much, so much, so much, one little thing is going to knock him out. Tense, tight. Yeah, and when he spoke about that in the book, I was like, that's facts. That's so Absolutely. true. I never thought about it like that. Right, that's why, like, and I'm not saying that I'm fully relaxed, but I've always been good where I don't get jolted. People yeah. scream or you hear loud sounds or things like that. I'm just like, cool. Yeah. You know, and I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you get like that, right? Like, what was but that? But it's also like, le- yeah. it's also learning how to get to that point, man. And I guess it's becoming the, the Luke pod. Because another thing about Luke that reminded me of Man, this. I need to talk to this guy. I don't oh, think I do. But there's thing I remind, remind me of this. That we all went to a party together. Yeah. To this house. I've never been there before. And I felt a little out of place. It was in a nice area. I believe, yeah, we were we were seniors in high school, right? And my buddy Luke, because he's an, he's an actor, right? He was all about feeling yourself, understanding yourself, mm-hmm. breathing. You know, but his dad's Danish, right? So he's got a different... You know, different temperament, different mindset, right? So he was always talking about that being relaxed, being calm. You know, always being like this, talking like that, right? And I remember I went to this party because our friend's band played. And there was this dude that was there that, you know, was kind of cocky, trying to push people around, kind of not physically, but, you know, I remember we're all outside and I think we're having a cigarette or something. And the guy that we don't know is like, oh, so you guys came to see your friend's band? We're like, yeah. He's like, oh, so what are you guys, like the groupies or something? Mm-hmm. And then me, I was just kind of like thrown back at it. And then Luke immediately was just like, no, nah, we came here to see you. 
And I was like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> floored that dude. And at the time we were in high school, man, so it's not like, yes. oh, better come back. But that was it. I was, I was like, man, I was like, bro, how'd you do? He's like, man, I just, I'm just relaxed and present. You know, and that's how it is, right? That's what it is, bro. right? And that's how I say this. It's like, no, we're here to damn. see you. We came here to see you. And the guy's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know bro. what I mean? Like, Sit your ass down, goes bro. back to what you're saying, man. When you're relaxed and calm, and when you're self and confident, man, you know how to, like, you're able to read the room. You're able to read what that person's trying to say. And that's where I feel like I'm at, you know, when I'm cool and relaxed. Mm-hmm. But when I'm tense and emotional, it goes to show that when you get emotional, then your brain gets out of whack. You can't have a very good conversation. And then it's funny when you when you're at that point when you're good with that and you're studying it and you're mm-hmm. you're examining the person you're conversing with and paying attention mm-hmm. and then you notice when they get triggered. Yes. Like, you do. Mm-hmm. And right? you just zone in. You pick it up. It's like, crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't yeah. see anything else but this. Yeah, not that it's a competition, but you notice yeah. like, oh mm-hmm. this person's getting emotional. I like this it. Losing. Yeah. And you try to pull them yeah. back to the point. Yeah. I like that. See what I was like all those Jordan Peterson leaders I watch, man? <laughs> I'm a fucking can listen. I'm Nineteen, you can, yeah, dude. That's some good shit, man. That's that's dope, man. So you recommend that book? I highly suggest. What's it, it called again? The Power of Now. The Power of Now by who? Peter O'Toole, the actor. E- Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. And I was gonna ask you about like speaking of thoughts and ideas, right? I was hanging out with uh, some of my boys this past weekend. It was a good time. It was great. We actually went to a restaurant. You know, things are opening up. And, you know, they still have distancing and smart and all that. Still mask, but you take them off and all that. So it was nice to get out. I'm the one that kind of pushed that because I was off. Uh, like that. Because we were just going to hang out at a spot. And I was like, hey, man, well, let's, let's go somewhere, man. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just get out. Let's just do, you know? They're like, <laughs> the man, you want to end up like you want to end up like that dude in the, what was that in Get Out, man? Like in the dream world? In the sunken place? No, I mean, place? let's get out. Not, <laughs> not get out. So so we go out and it was a good That's time. hilarious. It was fun. It was chill. But you know, you know, we're, you know, it was it was a good time. But the point I want to get to is that I started this conversation with them. We're by the fireplace. Is it's you know, it's getting a little later. You know, we're a little more relaxed and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey man, what would make it the most fair if there's four of us here? Because there was four of us, and you know, I just made up an absurd idea, like. And there's an alien, right, outside. And one of us has to give up our lives so the rest of us can live. Right? Like, we just have to. That's that's the concept we have to. But you can't volunteer yourself, right? So it has to be what would be the most fair for someone to give up their life without you doing voluntarily, right? You can't do it voluntarily. But we're stripping away all the advantages that you may have. Right, it can't be like you're more intelligent. It can't be you're stronger, you're faster, smaller, whatever. So it can't be any type of competition that way. What do you think would be? I don't know if you've thought about it. It's, it's a question you, you you know you can never really be right, right? It's like more like okay, well, you could definitely be wrong, but it's like is there is there a way? Needless to say, what I brought up, what they brought up, I kind of almost steered the ship my way. But me and my boy are very like competitive yeah. like that. So not necessarily. Okay. So it was like it was kind of just stayed like as a topic and no one really agreed or disagreed, but it was a great conversation. 
Have you ever bought a tarba something like that, or does something stick to you that way? There's a quote I want to. Well, I before you get read. down there, put that quote away, man. Just what do you think? Do you think there's a way? Yes. Well, what do you think? Don't read it. I would I say. Uh huh. The first person that points his finger or cracks. What do you mean? Like the first one that's like, ah, I think we should get rid of. Like low key, I think we should get rid of this person. Like start like a, their own little tribe on the side. No, but you can't do that. That's a thing. No, but that's what I'm talking about. So like the first person that does that, like the first one to act out of character, you're done, bro. No, but the thing is, like it's like it, like it. Maybe explain it a little better. Like I get you. You, it's the rules are given to you by some unknown voice, right? It's just in the air, right? And it's kind of so you sound like you can plot or anything like that. I'm thinking as in as an exercise. Is there something that we can create that would make it so as both, fair like, as possible? Give me the boundaries when it comes to competition. It's not a competition. You can't. It cannot be a competition. But wouldn't like like a spelling bee? That's a competition. And, like, and also like a, a dialogue. No, you can't do any well. of that. You can't do any of that. You can't have be more intelligent, faster. It's not a competition. I was just saying, wait it there, out, wait it out, bro. So there's no way. Just and this, wait it out. This is the way because I had this question a long time ago in my philosophy class. That's right. Crazy. And I didn't come I like up with that. this, and Nex's father told me this. I was like, wow. To me, that makes sense. To me, it still feels like it's the most sense. Because remember, it can never be 100% fair. But I feel like the most fair is holding sticks, right? There's four sticks, and they're all different sizes. And whoever draws the shortest stick is the one that dies. So I feel that the answer is just random. That's the only way things can be fair if it's just random. Like That's a spinning. competition, bro. How? Because what if someone does it faster and they're able to see? No, it goes one person by one person. But what if some well, someone's able to see better? No, someone you has can't better see vision. It. In this sense, you can't see it. So someone like um, let's just say a floating hand is holding four sticks, and everyone has to draw a stick. Hmm. I feel that's the only way. Mm-hmm. It's like playing, like they put it, or it could be they put a roulette wheel because we all have the same amount of chance and like whoever gets the highest number either dies or gets the lowest number and dies, right? And you mm-hmm. spin it. I think that's the only way, right? So it, has dies, left, it has to be left to chance. Let's play 7-Eleven. It has to be left to chance, right? Yeah, that makes sense. No, but seven like dice, it's like a certain way that you flow. Come on now. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying because you could pick it apart. Like, uh, you know, like, like I feel like the sticks, like the first person goes, yeah, they may have a higher probability, less probability to pick the smallest stick because they have four, cha- four opportunities, right? Like they have four options, but they're also the one that goes first. So there's a chance they may get something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if they're not, they're safe. Now there's like, okay, it's three sticks, there's so three I'm, of us. So uh, let's just make it simple. Yeah. We, we poison four cups. I mean, we poison one of the four cups. Right. There you go. Pick your ah, poison. Then you, then you, then, That's yeah, the no, same get, thing. It is. But I want I want someone to walk out and have the alien eat them, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I feel like so with the, the revelation that came to me at the time we were saying, when we were talking, is that the only way things should be fair is if it's just at random. Because we can't explain randomness, right? We can't explain, like, chance. Coincidence. We can't explain that, right? No. You, you can know? only feel it. 
Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, Anyways, it. people will probably tear that apart, but I feel that's you. After years of that, I feel like that's that's the only way, man. But Something I was wondering what you random. thought about that. So cool, I won you over. Man, I am the man. Nah, I would say, I'm telling you, whoever cracks first, man. Man, get out of here. That's what it will be for me. Well, dude, like, real quick, man. What did you think about this playing playoffs that we have going on? What is it? Oh, it's uh, King James versus the Warriors today. Woo! They play the second seed, so LeBron and them and company. Well, the, the Lakers play the Warriors today, so the, the seventh seed plays the tenth seed, right? No, the seventh plays the eighth. No. And the ninth. Oh, yeah. The, se- the, the seven plays, yeah, the, well, what, what seed were the Warriors? Because the eighth. Oh, okay, then, yeah, so it's the seventh. Yeah, there it is. So the seventh plays the eighth, and the ninth plays the tenth, right? So whoever loses between the ninth and the tenth, they're automatically gone. But mm-hmm. the winner of seven and eight is automatically in the playoffs. But the yep. loser of seven and eight plays the winner of nine and ten. And so yep. basically that's how it goes. And that's how it goes. So they're giving okay. more teams a chance. So yeah. basically the Lakers, they'll play the Suns. Yeah. After today. Oh, man, we can't be completely sold because I'm worried about that uh, that ankle of LeBron. They're straight. They're, they're gonna they're gonna put them out pretty easily. But okay. it's just preventing the inevitable. Here you know. Okay, the I'm there, man. Let's, let's go Lakers. Where Brooklyn at? Let, let's go Lakers and um, LeBron and company versus them. What you um, we seen about the fights this past weekend? Oh, oh, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Like I said, dude, um, Oliveira, dude, best 155er. I wish Khabib would fight him, dude, because he's so well-rounded at everything, and he's really good on his back. Oh, no, Khabib would maul him, bro. I think he would pose the biggest threat we've ever seen, and I think we'd be surprised. Cause I, a think lot of people, I think that's fair. I think A lot of fair. people thought Kukuri was going to beat him, and a lot of people thought Homeboy was going to beat him. I think that's fair that, to say that he gave him the, you know, the toughest challenge, but I still think I would end the same. I'm way really impressed by Olivetta, dude. He's a monster, dude. I'm very impressed by him. I think he's like Usman level, dude. If not better, bro. Can't argue with that. Well, no, dude. Thirteen in a row or twelve in a row now. He did some. I don't think he's better than him, but like he's amazing, dude. But Chandler, man, had a good shot. Now, hey, I he was that him. storm. Exactly. I give it up to him. He had a good shot. He had that first. That was time. cool. Yeah. And then, man, not to you know, one of man, Kukui, man. Unfortunately, that, that guy's. A warrior man, that guy's amazing. Yeah, but unfortunately, man, it's just it's not looking good, right? Three in a row, yeah, losses. He's a great guy, man. But and this him. last one, he didn't really get. Well, he did get hurt, man. Like freaking that ankle. Oof! And he just still oh, he took popped it. the knee. And he just still took it, dude. Yeah, the knee. Yeah. That's why I told him that day. I was like, man, this guy's a real zombie, man. Yeah, he, he really don't feel is, it. dude. Yeah. He don't feel no pain. Yeah, man. Like the OGs, man. Like that, man. They're. Hopefully, it's tough to see that, man. It's tough to see, man. And sometimes, like they were saying, man, sometimes it's just, that's just your time because he's been mauled. You know, the last two, it was bad. Gigi and then um, Oliveira, they handled him. You yeah, know, this last him. fight wasn't as bad. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still painful, man. That's still, what is that like? He's lost like 15 rounds in a row, something like that. Or 12, 10 rounds in a row. That'll take a toll on your body, man. That's rough, dude. Like what happened with like JDS and Kane, like those wars. Yeah, like man. Kane hasn't too many injuries, man. Dude, yeah, man. Well, man, it's cool, tough. man. I mean, I think I like everything we we wrapped up here, man. And shout out to the girl that remained nameless, that at least I remember. The mixtape, 
Shout out to you for having such great taste even then. The mixtape. Hey, man, you want to leave us with anything, man? I, I want to give a shout out to LeBron because today starts the... He's going to kill the Drake curse because he kicked it with Drake. He's going to win a championship. So okay. he's going to be the first person. So I want to highlight that. Okay, cool, man. Nah, and also I want to say uh, that's cool. Man. thank you, everybody. Thank you for uh, subscribing and liking and listening. We appreciate you, and I love you, bro. Thank you so much. Love you too, man. And, and keep your eye on the clock. Look for the number signs, right? Absolutely. Keep your eye on the prize like your fridge says. Take it easy, y'all. Talk to you then, man.